And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. That is Josh the Punk Thompson, but I'm not. I am Big John McCarthy, and I am here and ready to do another edition of the Weighing In Podcast. We've got the man, the myth, the legend, the guy generating all of the buzz. Podcast Dave, he's on the other side. (laughs) And then we got my man, the punk, Josh Thompson. He's not a punk, though. That's a horrible nickname. Really is a bad one, dude. Horrible. But a lot of people just don't like you just because of your nickname. They think no, you're they don't a punk like me because of my good looks and my jawline. Let's not be, fucking, let's not kid ourselves. Jeez, oh, the hairline, now, now I know. the hold jawline, hold on. the you dimples. just went right back to that punk. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, I guess I get. I I'm gonna start calling it the Luke Rockhold effect. The good looks Ooh. just fuck people hate me, man. They hate well, me. A, I, I can understand but, that one. But hey, after last weekend, man, people love him. I was reading the comments, all thousand of them, man. People were blowing him up. Saying, hey, his whole career, I didn't like him, but he won me over, not just with the fight, but not with his comments afterwards and being real. It was the realest we've ever seen him be. They, There's people clamoring. They're like, dude, he's got a lot left in the tank. The altitude was a huge problem. Like, let's not be mistaken. He's got it still. He can do it. I'm like, yeah, but there's just people that they realize what they used to be and they understand that that's not what they are now. And it's time to move they don't, on. They don't I'm, want I'm to happy be a different for him, level. man. He yeah. he announced. I, I saw that earlier today. I'm gonna give him a little uh, a little rub. Uh, he basically said that he he notified um, the UFC and that he is officially gonna be retiring. So it wasn't just something in the in the in the moment in the cage saying, "Hey, I'm done. I'm you know I'm old. I'm done." And no, it's like it's for real now. So I'm happy for him. I want to give my yeah. boy a, a lot of love. Uh, great career. You are an absolute legend, and uh, you are someone that will be extremely missed in the cage. But to believe, and there was some, some. We'll talk more on this later on. He is absolutely a Hall of Famer, not just like a. He will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, former Strike Force champion, UFC champion. He's fought the who's who. You go through the list of the guys. He is that guy. So we'll talk more about that later because we've got some stuff to talk about on that topic as well as um you know on the little crockhole situation some comments that were made about him and stuff so we'll move on with that but first let's go to weighinginpodcast.com and pick up some of our merch that is available we got the 10 8 10 9 round by josh thompson josh just handing out the 10 8 rounds to big john mccarthy every single time on this show as well as on our other show that is available on our shorts channel called five rounds main event it's only available on that channel make sure you guys go down to the descriptions Hit that descri- hit that link in the descriptions. That will take you to our shorts channel, our clips channel, whatever you want to call it. Okay, and we have a special show that is on there. It's only available on there. You guys hit that link down below. Go there, hit subscribe, hit like, all of those things. Get the notifications. Well, thank you guys for continuing to support us. Can I, can I ask a question, John? Absolutely Uh-oh. not. Well, <laughs> ahead, what yes. it, what is it like to live in a land of leprechauns and unicorns? Because I you live, live in fantasy land all the I time, love it. dude. I love it. I love it. You should come join me one of these days. It's beautiful uh, up here. It must it's be. beautiful. <laughs> I mean, if you've not seen unicorns, you would never understand that they existed. Okay. Right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, I'd have to lie to you and then tell you the truth. 
So I, ah, there you go. All right. Let's go. You just to tell you the truth. <laughs> just to tell you the truth. All right. Um, look, let's, John, let's jump into some. Uh, let's, we got one car this whole week, and there's no fights. There's nothing. One FC is it. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was watching. I was watching uh, Mr. Rich Franklin doing a little bit of an interview and stuff, talking about Amazon Prime and that the One FC is going to be easier to see, and that's a good thing. And they're talking about coming to the U.S. with their rule changes. The uh, what do they call theirs? The Universal Rules or something? I can't remember what it is, but different rule set. It's going to cause a lot of problems. I'm just waiting for it. Like, yeah, I'm so glad that I'm really not part of that, and I don't have to. Listen to it because oh, it's going to cause some problems. It's great, so good for you, One FC. Um, we do, do have problems. Wait, 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 wait. What do you okay. mean by problems? Oh my God! I want you to think about this. Take a look at you know, just take a look at M MMA in the U.S. right now in North America. How many rule sets do we have? But they're right. all close to that unified rule that was original. You're going to bring in knees to the head of a grounded fighter. I love that. Yeah. Do we have three? We have three rule, different rule sets? Yeah, there's, there's basically three different rule sets right yeah. now. Okay. And yeah. then you're going to bring this one in. So this is going to be four. That would be four. But this one's a lot different. This one's quite a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be some hiccups, I think, with these referees oh, yeah. in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And the, it. Yeah. Ooh, hoo, hoo, it's going to be a problem. I think what's going to be a problem is sometimes if they... if one ends up coming here a lot more often and they start establishing themselves, which I think a lot of, uh, a lot of fighters are hoping they do because they're, they're a great organization. I worked for them for, I worked for them for years doing uh commentary work case side. Um, did a lot of work with Rich Franklin. He was my case side commentary guy for a while. And a couple of times he would jump in. Matt Hume is over there. Who is a great guy as well. You know, Matt for years now. Yeah. Um, they've got a good, they've got a good, Misha Tate used to work with them. You know, when the COVID hit and she decided to come back and fight. But I do know that Chatri has offered her her job back whenever she decided she wanted to come back. There's, they're a good, they're a good promotion. I enjoyed working with them. Great people. Um, their uh, executive producer, uh, Bo, is there, and he used to be at HGNet. I used to do the commentary with H at HGNet with uh, Kenny Rice and uh, and Boss Rootin and those guys. So I used to work. I did a couple shows with them as well. Just good people over there. So uh, great organization. If they continue to come over here with that different rule set, it will be something different. A little bit how a little bit how BKFC is kind of making a little bit of splash. It's giving fighters an alternative place to go. Let's just be honest, John. I've had several, several talks with managers. You know, this is kind of what we do Like we, when we are at events. And let me just tell you, they've got so many fighters that they don't know what to do with that yep. are just now next-level guys. Top-tier, two-time, uh, one- and two-time national champs in wrestling, uh, multiple-time Taekwondo champions, whatever it is. They've got people that are willing to fight, that are looking for fights, that have been working in their can't MMA craft. They can't get them fights. Right, because they're too good for the smaller organizations, LFA and and King of the Cage, and I don't even know if Gladiator's still around, but like those, they're too good for those organizations, and no one wants to fight them, or they pull out last minute so they can never get fights. But then they're not quite good enough, or don't have enough experience yet to get into the Bellators and the UFCs and and PFLs and one, so they're struggling. So if you can get one to come over to the states and have more fights and give more opportunities to these top level fighters or some of these up and coming fighters. Fighters, it's gonna. I think you're gonna. You're gonna see a lot of managers happy. You're gonna see a lot of untapped talent. And like you and I have been saying for how many years now, John? 
there is so many good fighters that are not in any of these top promotions. None Absolutely. of them, right? They're not. They're not in the UFC. They're not in Bellator. They're not in Ryzen. Shit. One of the best organizations that you never get to see here is ACB, or is it ACA now? ACA we're, now. We're, ACA now. Okay. Yeah. We, look at all the freaking studs that come out of there at ACA. Yeah. It's insane. Killers. They've got a guy over there right now, Yusuf Razoff or whatever his name is. That fucking guy is an animal. Yeah, what an is. animal. We haven't seen him here in the States. People have no idea, people have no idea who he is. None. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so Crazy. I but, think it's going to be exciting but, to see hold, one come over here. But all the people in your comments, they know everything about everything. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. You know, I, yeah. My wife told me, I guess because, you know, Miss McCarthy, she looked at, uh, she goes, what did you say about Dana White? I go, what? She goes, someone said that you, you know, it's, you need to stop, uh, like, you know, tearing into Dana White. It's a bad look or something. And I went, I didn't say anything bad about Dana at all. In fact, I gave no. Dana a compliment. Give him a rub. <laughs> that's like, I'm like, that's why I don't I mean, read the comments, right? I go, as far as I can recall, I said, you know, I, I talked about how he was happy that Leon Edwards won. And he's, he got it, you know, because... He gets it. He knows now. When he first started that whole thing, he was trying to see, you know, you know who, you know, I need to know who's going to win. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Can't do it doesn't that. matter. And he knows that. And he's set, yeah. he's got this company set up that entire way. And so he's a winner either way. And way to go, man. That's the way to do it. I, I was yeah. like, no, I didn't say not, anything bad about Dana, but yeah, let's not be mistaken. Every promoter kind of hopes that the guy with who is, Better looking, more outspoken, likes to stir oh, yeah. up controversy on the on social media. All of those things, they're hoping for those those talking those, those oh, points yeah. for any of their fighters to come on and be that person, uh, male or female. Um, did you, know, you Leon, did you see? I don't know who it, I want to say. It. I could pull it up and find it, but they put out a, a just like a, a little clip it of the Leon Edwards corner. With yes. his, and I did. I was re that I reposted it from your site? Dude, so I reposted it. I said, "Dude, you know, love this edit. It was fantastic." Mm -hmm. And it that's was round by round. It was yes. round by round. It's got, it's got the original Rocky music going and stuff. And I was like, "Come on, you can't ask for a better story than that." The UFC needs to buy that thing and just use it. John, the it best part. The best part was it wasn't. I think until the fifth, the fourth and fifth round when he was going in the fifth round, where he said, "Stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself." Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't hear him say that beforehand. There, there was it wasn't using it in that clip yeah. up until that fourth and fifth round. That that yep. break in between there. Yep. And we saw a different. We saw a different. Uh, Leon Edwards come out. We saw a different yep. Rocky come out there in that fifth round. <clears throat> it wasn't the most impressive. Uh, but here, let's go back. I want to go back into that fight just a tiny bit before we get into one. Let's go. Which we kind of already started. I want to go back into that fight a little bit. There was, people were saying that that Herb Dean fucked that fight up yep. because he stood him up. Oh, but John, Broke him me, off the fence. That was the right thing to do. Absolutely it was. Thank you. This show is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You guys... Last weekend was explosive. All the fights were amazing from boxing to MMA across the board. Bare knuckle boxing as well. Plenty of things to bet on last weekend. Well, guess what? This weekend, not much, but 
Don't let that distract you from going to mybookie.ag using our promo code WAYNEIN and trying to pick up a little extra spending cash with your first initial deposit using our promo code WAYNEIN. Okay, and use that little QR code right there, which will take you right to our promo code WAYNEIN. Type in that promo code WAYNEIN at mybookie.ag. Hopefully, you guys can make a little extra money. I don't know, maybe betting on some preseason games, maybe betting on some uh, baseball. Who knows? Whatever is up there and available at mybookie.ag, use our promo code and enjoy. You look and you go, look, I understand if, and I say it all the time, look, 50% of the people will say wanted Leon Edwards to win. 50% want to win Kamara Usman to win. And, or, you know, obviously it could be the, you know, one side more than the other, but you can't sit there and look at a referee who's responsible for what action is taking place and is what the fighter is trying to do, trying to finish the fight. And at that point, you'll let that you'll let that guy do that more in the first, even second round. You'll you know because hey, the damage to the leg may take effect and things like that. When you're putting someone up against the cage, it's the fifth round of a world title fight, and all you're doing is holding on and throwing an occasional knee to the thigh. You're asking the referee to say, "All right, separate." And that's what hers going to. He's trying to. He's got to. Uh, uh, a much shorter window that he's going to allow that kind of action to take place in the fifth round than he will in the first round. Absolutely. Because it's a matter of now is that technique going to finish the fight? Definitely not. Definitely not going to finish the fight. So what you're trying to do is let time go by. You're just wasting the clock. Okay. I'll let you waste a little bit, but I'm not going to let you waste near as what I would have done earlier on to see if you could land heavy you know, knees to the thigh that are going to make him not be able to do the things that he needed to do. But no, but I, I, I don't think it would, that was the standup though. I'm thinking they're referencing the stand. Oh, no, 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 no. Grab the, the fence. Well, there was two. Okay. There was the one that when Leon Edwards grabbed the fence to get, uh, you know, keep pull himself to a position and then Herb yeah. stopped him, put them back in that position and restarted it. That was Got the it. absolute right thing for him to do also. He didn't take a point because there's no reason to take the point. Nothing was gained if I put them back where that position was mm-hmm. that you were at and don't allow that cage grab to have any effect. I'm taking it away from you and I'm putting you back where you were so that you have you've gained nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did and that's that's trying to make it so he has no effect in the fight. A lot of people are going to complain and say, "Oh, you should have taken a point." No. You don't want to take points from people in championship fights. Yeah. There's too much at stake, and it has to be something egregious for them to do. That's not the incident. Herb did Herb did a good job in that fight. The, the, when he broke him apart that people are complaining about, which led to the knockout because it gave you know them to be in that separated position, okay. But Herb did the right thing. The, the repositioning of the fight when he grabbed the cage, Herb did the right thing. You can't ask a guy to do anything better than what he did with that fight. He did a good job with it. There's going to be people that are always going to complain. He did not personally have an effect on it as far as the grabbing of it. He didn't take points, so it's not like he's taking points from Leon Edwards or from Kamaru Usman for something. He's trying to make it to where they are the ones deciding the fight. And when it comes to that separation that was the right thing to do. You, you got to separate him at that point. He's not doing anything. Yeah, I, I, um, I was watching a Henry Cejudo video, 
and I saw the faces of everyone on the front row. You can see when it all happened. And Henry was going through the play-by-play of, oh, we've got it. The money's in the bag. You know, it's like going into the fifth round. Look, Henry Henry should know better than anybody. It doesn't matter until the actual last bell goes off. And this is oh, not yeah. a dig at Henry at all. I mean, no. it, was, it was showing. No, this is not a dig at all. Like, this is... This is the, this is the sport, man. Even Kamaru Usman was like, "Man, more people are upset that I lost than I am." He's like, "I made a mistake." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This is the game." Kam- he's like, "I Kamaru felt like I was Uz- done." Kamaru Usman has handled it like the champ that he is, yes. like the man that he is. He's handled it as a as a classy, you know, champion. Who? Yep, I made a mistake. That's it the way you should handle it. This is it the happens. game. It's crazy, of course. Of yeah. Everyone everyone going, oh, this guy for sure is gonna win. No, there is no for sure in this sport. There's no for sure in any sport. There's never a for sure. Like it's not over until it's over. That that yeah. saying has stuck around for so long because it's true. That's what those type of sayings, it's not over till it's over, they stick around because they're true. That's when that it. bell finally rings at the very end, it's that's over. when the shit's over. Yep. And so this this was one of those um, fights that it was. It's gonna be in the. It's gonna be etched in people's memories for a while. Yeah. Because like, like John, Which let's is good. be honest. I was getting ready to put my shoes on. And I looked up right when the kick was thrown, and bam! And I was like, "Holy sh!" I mean, my shoes were down by my feet. I'm sitting on the chair. I was getting ready to leave my buddy's house, and I'm like, I look up, like ah, it's over. And I'm like, oh, how much time's left? You know, I was like on my way out, and then bam! I was like, oh shit. Damn. So these are these are the type of fights that will stick in people's memories for a long time, yeah. and uh, and you know they're gonna run it back. And there's, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later, but but I mean, I, I'm still kind of buzzing a little bit because you know the Rockhold fight had a lot of buzz. There's been a lot of great things said about Luke after all of that, and uh, all the things that he's deserved over his career. Um, I'm happy for him, man. I'm ha- I have, people are like, oh, he's still got plenty left in the tank. He can keep going. And I'm like. Let the guy right off into the sunset, man. He had a great performance. I know it wasn't his best, but let's no. let's take into consideration. Let's be honest. He comes back after three years. He fights a guy who's ranked in the top five because he wanted to try to see if he can get to the title right away. That's 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 fucking balls right there off yep. the bat. Going, look, I know where I should be. This is where I should be. I want this guy. He's dangerous. All of these things. Paulo Costa came in the best shape he's been in since probably the Yoel Romero fight. The first the the when they fought. He he came in phenomenal shape. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, John. Let's the altitude, be honest. The altitude had an effect on every fighter that night. Yeah. On every fighter. They didn't fight the fastest pace and the ones that did slow down so much that it just wasn't them after a while. They were getting tired. They, you know, like look at I had literally had people that I was reading talking shit about Rockhold's grappling. I'm like, you guys. He made mistakes because he was so fatigued. He's exhausted. He's a phenomenal grappler. He's yeah. probably one. Of, he's probably the best in that division. Well, no, no, no. Well, no. Adolfo Vieira. Yes. Who shouldn't be in that division, by the way. No, he should be in two hundred five. Shouldn't be. Should be in two hundred five. Um, but you know, like there's, but there's fighters that he is a phenomenal jiu-jitsu guy. He just didn't look that way because he was so tired. I mean, he lost positioning so many times. I'm like, man, this never happens to him. And I'm like, but this is the game. This is the nature of the beast. When you get sweaty, you get tired, you get exhausted. Both were tired and exhausted. It That's what made that fight good. Remember how we talked about uh, uh, Glover and uh, Yuri? Yeah. That fight That fight was not It was not All kinds technical. of mistakes. Mistakes left and right. They both Just, admitted tons of mistakes. And it was a great what, fight. 
It was a fantastic Great fight. fight. <laughs> it was a fantastic fight. And that's exactly how I feel about this right now with, yeah. with Luke. Luke made a ton of mistakes, but he also did a ton of great things. After Paulo three made years mistakes. Off, Paulo, Paulo did some made good a bunch things. of mistakes. He did some phenomenal things. It was a great fight. A lot of these fighters fought their asses off. And it kind of, it's it, it upsets me a little bit that people don't give them the credit, not just for being dogs, being, being fighters, but for they've never had to fight or never had to struggle in that altitude. It's tough, man. It is so tough. And I use the Cain Velasquez Verdun fight all the time as an example. You yeah. look at someone who is never, and I mean never, use tired. cardio as a weapon against everybody. Cain Velasquez and never got, got tired. tired. He yeah. got tired. Yeah. I looked at that fight. People that were known for their cardio in in that in that show that night. Oh yeah, uh, Eddie Alvarez. Uh, yes. Gilbert Melendez, they fought that night. Yep. Both of them known for their cardio. Both yeah. of them. Died. Both of them fatigued. One of the sloppiest fights we've seen out of both of those Tisha, guys. I said, Tisha Torres, Angela Hill, both known for yeah. their cardio. Died. Just, no, died. Died. It just wasn't those times. Yeah. I think I think UFC is kind of like, we're a little hesitant to go to places You're, like that. Well, they are. You, look, look, let's be honest. How many times have they been to Mexico City? You know, they, they had a contract and they fulfilled. No, they, I want to say three or four uh, now. Three or four now. But, yeah, because well, they had, had to have been at least twice because Verdun fought there twice. That's right. And uh, they, but they had a contract there. And but they're not they're not like running to go back because no. it does affect the fights. It's tough Yeah, because you have to have guys that are locals there to be used to it. that can perform at the norm mm -hmm. and you can't you have all all locals in the UFC card there. So it's not easy. You know, Salt Lake City. How many times have you seen the UFC at Salt Lake, Salt Lake City? There's a reason. Yeah. You know? And the, the thing is, Salt the Lake ones City that are is known... 6,100 feet up, I think. The, one, the ones that are known for their cardio are the ones that seem to struggle the most in that. Because they're used to fighting at a pace that people can't keep up with. Yeah. And so when they go, it's like, oh, shit, what's going on with my body? I can't. Nothing yep. moves. And I talked yeah. with Kane after that fight. And Kane goes, I couldn't move, man. My arms. He's like... I, it was so weird. He came back after the first round and Bob Cook and Javier just looked at him like they just knew. They just knew. They're like, you're done. Like, you're so tired. We're, they've never seen. They've, they've never, never seen never you like that. That's it. Yeah. That was the one thing. Look, I used to watch Cain Velasquez. He'd go through Paul Bonatello, Mike Kyle. Uh, uh, there, there was like four or five other guys in terms of uh, sparring partners. He would DC. So there's he would go through all of them sparring hard four or five rounds six rounds sometimes he do a six round he would go through all of them they'd all be exhausted he pushed the pace better than like that the media the reason why he became such a hype train is because the media came in to watch like who the hell is that guy <laughs> who is that guy beating up Mike Kyle who's that guy beating up Paul Bonatello who is that guy with no fights or yeah. with one fight like who is that guy. Just Went destroying them, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and just was just flinging the people around, like out hustling them, out striking them, and like what is going on? Those guys use their cardio as a weapon, and in this situation, Luke Rockhold, and has been known for his conditioning, his cardio. I mean, he's got. I mean, you look at his fights with Jacare, you look at his fight with Tim Kennedy, you look at his fights in the past where he just he uses his cardio as a weapon. You know, he gets tired, sure, but he recovers fast and he fights like a fucking madman. That spinning 360 thing that he did. Tornado kick. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. that's the thing. It's beautiful, but not something to be doing when your dog dead tired. No. no that but... lets you know that he's a, he's a crowd pleaser, John. Yeah. Oh. 
He's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, he's always been that. I just want to give my boy some some love, man. I want to give him some love. So um, I want to just say congratulations on a great career and uh, enjoy your retirement. You're in the old man lane now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're in it's the old time man to get lane. Fat and happy. Yep. Enjoy uh, that shit. Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's jump into one. We went on and ragged, uh, ragged on a little bit about that. And uh, let's get into one. Oh, rat. Uh, you got Oak versus Lee. This is a rematch because Lee yep. was the champion. Mm-hmm. He fought Mr. Rayun Oak. And lost that title. It was a decision. There was a lot of good action in that fight, though. Look, Christian Lee. My my biggest problem with this fight, they're two different weight classes. Mm. Christian Lee is not a not a big guy, and Oak is a big dude. Oak made Eddie Alvarez look small. Yeah, you know he looks like he's a hundred and seventy pounder fighting a hundred fifty five pounder, and that's what he looked like when he fought Lee. Lee's got, you know, fantastic skills. His stand-up has really come along. You know, he was always known as a good grappler, good jujitsu, yeah. very slick submissions, transitions really well. But his stand-up was, you know, it was fundamental, but nothing that was going to get him through somebody that was really good on the feet. He's actually got, his stand-up has come a long ways. He yeah. is technically very good now. He's fast. He's got a good setup on off of his jab. His kicks are good. The problem is no one can no one can get to the point where Oak, we talk about a guy that uses cardio, he presses the action. Mm-hmm. He continues to come forward. He's strong. He's physically gifted in that he's durable. He takes big shots and just keeps on, you know, marching you down. If you take him down, he gets up every time. He's very difficult to take down. And so if Christian wants to get to the fight to the ground, where I do think that he does have an advantage on the ground as far as who has the better ground game, Oak is very difficult to get there and very difficult to keep there, and you burn a lot of energy. So I'm sure that he's got a good game plan going into this. Like I said, it's an instant rematch as far as I believe that they were each other's opponents. I don't think that either one has had a fight since uh, that title fight that they had. So... But they this pull is that good. Up for us. What's Who's that? Christian Lee's last fight? I th- yeah. I think it was Oak. I think I, I don't I think, think he's had another fight since then. Yep. 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 Yeah, Look, I, looking... I'm, I'm a I'm a Christian Lee nut rider, John. Yeah. To be honest, man. Oh, dude, he's good. Kid. He's 24 he, years old. He's good looking. He speaks well. He's got. He's working on his standups. He's tr- always trying to improve. He's his almost craft. as good as his sister too. <laughs> what a jerk! What no, a jerk. I love but, his sister. She's a yeah, sweetheart. She's awesome. He's and got a younger good. sister who's also with one. Oh, 16. Yeah, maybe 16 17 or 17 now. now. Yeah. yeah, 17. I think now. Yeah, but yeah. she she's phenomenal as well. I think she's one and zero or two and zero. I think in the, in one yeah. now. I think she's had yeah. a couple. Um, she's phenomenal as well. Lots of a lot of potential in the family. They they grind on each other. I think they live in Hawaii. Yep. Um, is where they're at. So look, they're they're phenomenal grapplers. They're getting better on the feet. Christian is one of Much those better. kids. I like the fact that he he's trying to always get better. It, he's not just the guy that in the same with his sister, not just someone that's trying to stay a good grappler. No, no. I do agree with you in this. Is that Oak is someone that he will be hard to take down for sure. There's no doubt about that. He uh, cannot afford to uh, Christian Lee cannot afford to be the guy on bottom though. I agree. Oak will make him pay. Oak is strong enough to defend the submissions. He's too crafty on the top to defend. He's too crafty on the top to be submitted. I think there is a chance, maybe some sneaky stuff there in the beginning when he's when Christian yeah, Lee's still he's still fresh, dry. when he's dry. 
But then when the fight goes, as the fight carries on, he becomes sweaty. He oak on top. Too strong. Will do some work. He will do some yeah. work. He'll back out, I think, and put some more pressure in. Back out, come back in. Christian Lee's got to catch him in transition. Shooting on the double leg, drive up to the body lock, maybe shuck him by, try to get to the back, get to the hooks right away, get to the neck, something along those lines. He's got to be creative. Otherwise, he's got to be on top, which means he's got to get a takedown to make sure that he's on top position to make Oak carry his weight, make him turn, try to explode out of something and get and give Christian Lee a neck, an arm, something along those lines. Yeah. Give the back to slow him down. Expose the neck, extended arm, something in there. Yeah. He's got to make the bigger body frame guy in Oak slow down how does he do that by getting the back by putting him in mount by half guard control something along those lines of controlling that position three-quarter mount would be the best position i think if you're going to do that so he's christian lee's got his hands full but it's gonna be one of those fights that christian lee needs to implement a very strict game plan he cannot deviate from it because if he does he's gonna end up in a lot of trouble yeah so but it should i think this is gonna be a good fight uh, it's a great rematch. I think, you know, I like the fact that one put it right back together because, look, they know what they have in Christian Lee. They're not stupid. Yeah. And they have a young star, and he's young. And that's the real thing. It's, at 24, the kid is fighting above his age. He, he's fighting people that are good, but he's, you know, he fought Timothy. You know, Nash Chicken great fight timothy's good man yeah and tough as hell yes and, you know christian lee knocked him out yeah yeah he christian christian got dropped i think believe in the in the first couple yeah. seconds of that he fight did. he got dropped yeah. and then he fought back got some good positions and then ended up finishing him but timothy nasukin's one of those guys that and because when i was working for one he had i think i believe he was nine and one his one loss none of his fights had gone outside the first round None of them, I think, had gone past a minute and a half. They all were knockouts. They were all knockouts. I think he had one submission in there. I think there was one submission there. But then his his one loss, though, too, was in a minute. So it wasn't like he deviated. For, he either got knocked out. I think he, uh-huh. he got knocked out in the first fight, and then he knocked everyone else out within a minute, a minute and a half. Yeah. So he he was a fun fighter for me to call and talk about, and I really liked him a long time, a long way back. Um, in terms of the rest of the card, guys, we're going to flash over on that. Is there anybody on here you want to talk about? Well, Tan Lee is, you know, used to be on uh, the uh, Ultimate Fighter for a little bit there. He's really turned into a, you know, a solid fighter. Always had really good, good stand-up. Very fast, very talented, a lot of slick movement. But his ground game has really come along, and he's using it now. He's going against Tai, tai Tang, who is very good in the stand-up. So you might actually see... Lee actually trying to go to the ground and uh, use some of those new submission skills that he has been working on because he's really come a long way. So that's a that's an interesting that's a lightweight title fight says. But how is that a lightweight title fight when Christian Lee's was it? Are they saying that's a welterweight? That's a welterweight. Jesus, Christian Lee is not a welterweight. I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe he bulked up, John. Maybe Maybe he he did. Maybe he did. He's not a short. He's not a short guy, though. No, he's, he's, he's actually, but he's lean. Yeah, he is lean. He's real he lean. He still has that. That he's still like a kid. He yeah. has that kid. He still has that. Yeah. I don't want to say baby. He'll, he'll grow but, into it, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, he has a. He has like a baby face. Baby he still has that baby body kind of like he's not quite a. He doesn't seem like quite a man yet, but he is. He's yeah. fucking full blown. Like he's yeah. he's a stud, man. He's a stud. That's true. Uh, but let, let's talk about one itself as a promotion, John. Yeah. What do you think? 
I think they've got some uh, outstanding fighters that are... Look, they've got some outstanding fighters in all categories. But they're lighter weight fighters yes. from, you know, 155, you know, 155 down. Man, they got some studs. They have some killers in the striking area. I mean, a lot of guys from that area, just fantastic. But the, no one's, again, guys that you and I have watched, but no one's ever heard of them. And if they heard their name, they go, who's that? And they said, oh, he'd get killed by someone. When, look, they got some just monsters in the lower weight classes. In the upper ones, they have specific people that are, they got really good fighters. You know, DeRitter, I think yeah. DeRitter is trouble for a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's their champion both in middleweight and light heavyweight right now. And that dude's for real. He is good on the ground. He's slick. He's got, you know, a decent stand-up to, to keep himself in the fight until such time that he uh, decides to try to take it to the ground. He's got good wrestling. And, uh, I mean, he's just he's a winner. He hasn't, he hasn't yep. lost. Let's just put it that way. No, so, I agree. I agree. It's when you, when you get into the upper weights, they're like a lot of, you know, you know it's, I'm just being honest. They're just like a lot of promotions where yeah. as fighters get bigger, there's just less of them. Yep. You know, they, they can do other sports and things. So, but they've got some studs. Yeah, I think there's a lot of talent there. Like, I agree with you, especially from the welterweight on down. You yeah. said lightweight. I say welterweight only based off because Christian Lee and Ochre in the welterweight division, apparently. Yeah. Okay, but that's that, that has to do with their... I guess Eddie Alvarez is in the welterweight division, too. Yeah, that, that's basically what there is, is the way that they do their weight cutting. They yeah. weigh them what their natural yeah. weight is, and they say, okay, you can't weigh more than this. There's a, there's a, a lot that people are going to have to pay attention to when they when they start hitting Amazon Prime. Now, I'm stoked for them to be on Amazon Prime because that's going to give a lot of their fighters the exposure that they need for the, for the U.S. fans and the U.K. fans or whoever else to follow them because that's the hardest thing for all of us. Anytime you try to follow a fighter from Singapore or someone can't. from Japan or from the, from China, you can't because of can't. the time change. Yeah. There's just no there's – there's really no way. It's so hard unless they're, they're constantly posting on videos on YouTube or something for you to keep up with. Yeah, you you and it's so, it's weird because you can you can actually follow a specific fighter, mm -hmm. you know, and you can find their fights, but to follow, you know, a roster of fighters on a promotion can't do it. You just can't. True. It just doesn't happen, yeah. man. It's tough, but look, yeah. overall, I, a lot of fans. You guys got to remember when they do come on Amazon Prime, their rule set is a lot. It's not a lot different, but there are some big significant differences. Knees to a head, knees to the head of a grounded opponent. I believe they got rid of the soccer kicks. Yeah, soccer you have kicks to, are no. They're no now, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, they used to have them, now need, they don't. Yeah, so then you can now knee a, you can still knee a, a grounded opponent. That changes the dynamic of how these fights will go because there's no yeah, there's no put real yourself resting. in the same position. Yeah, a lot of these wrestlers in in all in all the other organizations that use the unified rules, they would have a very hard time in a lot of these positions, especially against the fence. Yeah. And so we saw we found that out against uh, when morale uh, Marais fought Marais, Marais fought Demetrius. Yeah, he fought Demetrius Johnson hit with a nice knee on the on the way up. And um, you those are rules and and uh, positioning that you have to train over and over to get it ingrained into your mind that you can't let yourself hang out there too long. It's available need like those. Those are just years and years of training that we got used to. That now all of a sudden when DJ went over there, it's a different feel. Oh, 
shit, I gotta can't put my head there anymore because this can come and it yep. came. Yep. So there's a there's a lot of excitement to be had with one coming over to Amazon and the build up for them. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what, what they do. So good for yeah. them. Another another home for some of these other fighters. To, to hello, to, to, that's the most important. Yeah, thing. that's most important thing. All right, uh, Dave. What else you got for us? Some news. All right, we we have an abundance of fight announcements. Um, abundance. And- yeah. Before we hit that though, let's um let's talk about the welterweight division right now because Leon obviously won that fight on Saturday. I don't know if a lot of people were expecting that, especially going. Did he win round. it? Are um, you bloody sure? Bloody sure, mate. <laughs> um, oh, and so you obviously now you have a bunch of things he said. Um, I think Dana agreed to one of them. Kamaru Usman agreed to the one where potentially they could headline in in London at the Wembley Stadium. Um, but then you've also got Nate and Hamzat about the fight, and Leon said he would be glad to take the Nate fight if Nate could somehow get past Hamzat. Uh, you got Masvidal with the with the history there. He did say Masvidal needs a win before he could do that. Um, so you you know you got Colby oh, up there at number two, change. Gilbert up there at number four. So there's plenty, and then of course if Hamzat beats Nate, he kind of puts himself in the, in a position to to be up there. So. Lots of fights, um, potential. Let's let's hear what you guys think about the kind of best scenarios, um, dream scenarios for that division right now. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start off with reality here first. So the reality is, John, that's not what the name of this game is. I don't okay, let's care. Not <laughs> this, this, is, this is the reality. Is oh, I love it. Kamaru Usman deserves a rematch against. Leon Edwards. He deserves that based upon what he's done so far as the welterweight champion, the run that he was on. I did see where he said, you know, he was he was thinking about trying to get another fight in here before the end of the year. I'm like, stop. Do people not manage their fighters? You know, look, the reason I said that that fight should take place somewhere around, you know, March or so of. 2023 was to give Camaro time to recover. Josh, we, we have too many people that watch someone get knocked out like he got knocked out. And because he was standing up at the end and talking and everything, he's okay. He's not okay. You know, if if Rocky had broken Camaro's leg with a kick and Camaro crashed down with his leg broken, people would be going, oh my God, it's horrible. That's not as bad as what happened to his brain. And so all I'm saying is, Kamaro, please, take some time off. March, April, perfect time. Don't try to rush it into the Januaries and Februarys. March, April, perfect time. That's when you should be getting a rematch. Does he deserve it? Yes. Has Dana already said, you know, makes perfect sense. Yes. I said the O2, then all of a sudden it was Wembley Stadium. I would love to see that thing at Wembley Stadium. It would be phenomenal. If anyone's ever been to Wembley, which you and I have, it is a freakishly large stadium. Very cool. And to think that they would hold a UFC and a title event there, the only question is, now coming back to when do you hold the fight, it happens to rain in England all the time. <laughs> a lot. So, so you might want to have some uh, covers over the octagon or something. I don't, you know, they've done it with boxing too many times. <clears throat> you got to figure Anthony Joshua fought Klitschko there. 
you know, 90, 91,000 people or something. I think that the UFC could do the same thing and it would be phenomenal. So I would love to see that. Now let's go on to the other part. Yeah, I think uh, just the change here of the champion opens up so much, so many opportunities for so many different peoples. And Colby Covington is right now going, oh, baby, yes, because he's back. Except he's got a broken jaw or something like that, or his jaw didn't heal or something's going on. So he might not be back. Kamzat, he's got to get past Nate Diaz. I'm sure he uh, is planning on that, but that is not a given. So, you know, Gilbert Burns, he, he, he has a loss against uh, Kamzat in his last fight. You know, I wouldn't put somebody going into the championship fight coming off of a loss. So, you know, there, there's all kinds of things that you could do. But I look at it and I go, there's only one that makes sense. And if Colby Covington is not prepared to uh, fight at this time, then God damn it, you're looking at, you know, the man that baptizes people. George Masvidal did a number and hit Leon in the back. So that, uh, it's a story. It's, it's, it's all written. It's there for you. Is it not a story that has to be finished? Look, <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with reality as well, and the reality is this: Kamaru Usman for sure deserves the automatic rematch. Yeah. And the reason why we say this, you guys, not because he was ahead three-one, whatever, going into the fifth, but he was he was winning the fifth round as well. It was close, but he was winning the fifth round. Not only that, he had that that run. Of him, basically since entering the UFC, hadn't lost. Yeah, and so you you have that run where he was going to equal Anderson Silva. If anyone deserves a rematch, an automatic rematch, it would be him. Like I want to make sure that that we talk about fighters that have paid their dues. They deserve the credit. He is that guy. Oh, He's yeah. the guy that came out. I've underestimated him several times in fights. And he's come out and proved me wrong multiple times. I thought for sure in the first fight that Colby Covington was going to beat him. Then I saw what he did. And then I saw this. And then when I was going into the second fight with Colby Covington, I was like, Colby ain't beating him. There's no way. He's gotten better on the feed, all these other things. I thought Mazadal was going to give him more of a run in the second fight because Mazadal had in the first fight didn't have a lot of notice, kind of a yeah. way out. But I knew that if Usman got him into deep waters, he didn't need deep waters. He proved me wrong again. So even though we sit up here as experts, okay, and giving our opinions on these things, the bottom line is, is we found out this is why we fight the fight because yep. anyone can win. And this was one of those situations where he dominated the three and a half rounds, you know, if, you know, and lost the first round for sure. He lost the first, he dominated round two, three and four and four and was, do and was winning round five. Well, he didn't dominate round two. Round two was close. It was close. You're right. You're, you're, you are right. It was close. Dominated around three and four, no doubt. Three and four. Started walking he, away. He, he started having some, he started dominating the fight yeah. as the fight went on. Um, you know, and then this happens. But there are certain times where we've come on here and said, look, I didn't feel like Whaley Zhang deserved an automatic title shot or re, uh, rematch against Rose Against Rose. Yunus. Yeah, I, did I, didn't, not. I don't think she deserved that. You know, and certain fighters deserve Especially it. coming off of the way that fight went. Yes. First and round. that's the Boom. thing. People like 
Joanna Young Joanna, she deserved an automatic rematch from her from her stint earlier. Her run before. Being so done. Yeah, her run before. Yeah. George St. Pierre, he, even though he didn't get one, he deserved one against Matt Sarah. He had to fight Koscheck first. Do you remember that? No, he didn't fight Koscheck first. I believe I believe he fought Koscheck first because that, really? that was their first. Yeah, that was their first fight. No. Yep, he, it was a yeah, in between you're saying? Yes. Oh, yeah. In between, you're after, right. After he fought Matt, he after fought he him in Matt Sarah, he fought Koscheck. I think you're right. Matt yep, Sarah didn't fight anybody, I don't think. No, he didn't. Matt Sarah didn't fight anyone. Yeah, Josh Koscheck. Oh. Yep. Look at that. Two fights. He, he fought Matt Hughes also. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. I forgot about the Matt Hughes situation. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, those fights. I mean, those there's certain fighters to me. It had Anderson uh, when Anderson lost. There's an automatic rematch. Those type of things. Like certain fighters that have put their work in, they deserve it. Yeah. And Kamaru Usman is that guy. He deserves yeah. it. So no for doubt. us to be talking about, I, I want to make sure that everyone understands. We live in reality where I don't want to see him fight George Masvidal. And I no. love, I love, I love Masvidal, man. He's an OG. He's one of my. I look at him as like one of my boys. Like, but he doesn't deserve that shot. He doesn't deserve that shot. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I got a lot of love for him. All those things. Leon Edwards. He's a friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine. He's trained with us. We we see him all the time at the events because his brother yep. uh, fights for Bellator. You know, him being the champion, he needs to make sure that he gives Kamaru Usman that shot. That needs to, he needs to close that chapter in his career if he wants to move on to being the champ. That's the other thing with fighters that if you beat someone like him. You need to go ahead and warrant that automatic rematch because you want to close that door. Yep. Because if that fighter has to come back around and get to you another way, it's just gonna make you look bad. It's gonna make make everyone go, "I knew you were you were a fraud. You were you weren't as good as you know you made you were made out to be. You got lucky with that kick. That's all you get." Yeah. So he needs to close that chapter. He needs to fight him again. Close that chapter. Colby Covington, no. I, I don't I mean I don't want to see that fight either. Don't get me wrong. I like Colby. I think that if anyone's gonna be next in line, it should be him. I think I would take him probably over Chemaev. Only because of the, he's paid his dues. He's put in the work. Now he needs to get a win. He hasn't fought since Kamaru Usman, correct? No. So he and needs to get no, he needs to get a George. win. Oh, you're right. He did be Mazadal. He did be Mazadal. Oh, okay. So yeah. So then maybe maybe you see him fight Leon if oh, the if he beats. Come on, man. You stop it, buddy. <laughs> this this is podcast ways of yeah. podcast ways of way of uh, trolling. Um, I I, I like Colby, cool. man. I want I want to see him fight a lot more often. I want to see him fight him and Chamaya would be a great fight. Um, those two guys to see who ends up. Did fighting he lose? His, but didn't Colby lose his last fight? No, he no, beat Colby. He, beat George. He, George no, Masvidal. he lost to George. It was in a restaurant. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. Shit. I had to do it for Dave. <laughs> Damn! Oh, Shut uh, the door on that boom. one. Oh, sorry. No, but look, that was cheap. Colby was and Chamayev. Maybe I'd like to see the two of them fight to see who ends up fighting uh, Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards. That's the way I would like to see it all go down. Nate Diaz is gone. He's gone. He wants yeah. to close this chapter on the UFC. He wants to move on and maybe not even fight at all. Let's be real. And I'm going to talk about this, the Jake Paul situation later as well. Let's be real. That fight's not, doesn't have the buzz as much as it did a while, you know, a year ago. Which one of, which one of Jake's J fights J will? Exactly. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that fight's going to have the buzz though. I don't think it's going to have that huge buzz. And so, yeah. um, I think the 
Obviously, the fight to remake or the fight to make is the Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards. That fight will happen. I'd like to see the Colby Covington and Chemayev fight happen on the backside after if he does beat, if Kamaru uh, Chemayev does beat Nate and Nate rides off into the sunset, does whatever Nate's going to do, Chemayev and Colby, if they end up fighting. That, that would be kind of the smart way to have it. Smart ticket would be to have them on the same card because if one of them falls off for some reason, you have an automatic oh, yeah, backup right who is a number one, who is a number one contender. So that'd be a nice job, but look, who am I? I'm, I'm just, I'm just a podcast guy, you know. I mean, this is why we have Dana White, the promoter, let him do his thing. <laughs> look, um, overall though, I'm excited for the rematch. I hope they do it in Wembley. That'd be freaking amazing if they did it there. Think about that, John. Molly McCann, Patty Pimlet. Oh yeah, and, and Leon Edwards. Give me another. Give, give me another UK star. Give, oh, you got someone go, else. You got. You just got to hope that t- Tom Aspinall's knee gets uh, yes fixed in time. Did that and then shit. Fucking let's bring Michael Bisbing back. Screw it. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go, Bisbing. Let's uh, go. We'll let you slide the into the co-main event. Coming back. Yeah, we'll let him slide yeah. into the co-main event. We'll give you that. We'll give you that love. <laughs> got to give Leon and Kamara their dues. Uh, but look, I'm excited for that. That's what's going to happen. I think we everything everyone knows that that's the fight's going to happen. But overall, I'm excited for that. That division, John. Look at the division. Yeah. Look at that division. Colby Covington, Com- uh, Chemaev, uh, Gilbert Burns, Bilal Muhammad. I mean, there's Jeff some fights. Had a, in, just had a great fight. So great performance. Absolutely yeah. stunning performance. And then you've got uh, Sean Brady making a little bit of a jump if he ends up getting a win over Bilal. That's a matchup that's coming up. That's a great matchup. I'm really stoked for that matchup. You know, a lot of people were talking shit when I said I'd like to see that matchup. Oh, why? Well, so Ball could wrestle him, and what's his name could not have should be. You know, Sean could have shitty stand up. I'm like, you guys, dude, this you is watch Sean Brady perfect, fight. This can be a great fight. This can be Wait, a great fight. Sean Brady's a what? fucking stud, stud on the ground, and he's a stud fucking on his feet too most of the yeah. time. The yeah. dude throws. He may not have a great reach, and he may not be huge in size as far as length, but. Dude, he, he throws and he throws with freaking fire. He is yeah. this whole division is starting to finally kind of make shape and who who are the top three or four guys? And uh Gilbert Burns is still in that mix. Let's not forget about Gilbert, man. Gilbert Burns is still there. I I don't know what Steven Thompson's doing. I haven't seen him fight in a while. Not really sure where he's at. He's number seven. Well, his right last fight he had was, a, was against Gilbert where he lost. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, what else you got for us there, uh, Dave? All right, well, since you're talking about how crazy the welterweight division is, let's talk about the announced fight. Tony Ferguson back to welterweight. Back to welterweight from his original tough win as the welterweight champion of tough. Going against Jing Liang Li or Li Jiang Li. I can't say it right ever. You know, when when I heard about this, John, I was like, really? But. I think it's a good matchup. No, no. No, no, no. I was concerned him going back up to welterweight, but because yeah. I'm like, ah, really? But no, no. I agree with you. Let me, let me come on. Don't shake your okay. head. No, I'm giving you your time. I'm going. Give me some I'll, time. I'm with you. Look fun. at this. The reason why I'm gonna agree with you and I'm gonna agree with what he's gonna do is because it's not him making that call. It's Greg yeah. Jackson. Yeah. It's that camp. That camp saying, "What are you doing? Why are you killing yourself?" We've been talking about him going like, "Hey, man." You cut you get it's obvious in his face. Yeah. His last like f- five, six fights, whatever, it's obvious 
he cuts a lot of weight and he's having a hard time he get, as he gets older keeping his weight down. He's a fucking animal. He just trains and trains and trains, you know? Yeah. And so, but it seems like he's depleting himself so much because he just trains like a fucking animal all the time, which which, which is what makes him an animal in the cage. <sighs> it's just hard when you're getting older and he's getting older. Put the weight on, build yourself up. I feel like maybe it's a little too soon for him to fight because he's only been with Greg Jackson's for a short period of time. I'd like to see him to be there a little bit longer, how Aaron Pico was. I'd like to see a little bit more growth out of him from that camp because I know we, I know it's there. I know I know Tony's still got a little left in the tank. Um, the, and this is a tough fight. Uh, Lee is someone that will bring the action. He's got a little bit of power in his hands. Yeah. Uh, grappling, grappling wise, Tony's very a good dog. defensive wrestler most of the time. Yep. Yep. And Tony, Tony's got good wrestling. Doesn't utilize it as much. He's just no. got to keep his chin tucked. He's got to let the hands go. I'm, I just want to see how what changes they were able to make in such a short period of time. You know, it is a what short they period were able of time. To do. It is. That's You're the only thing. I want to yeah. see it longer with with Greg Jackson. I, I agree with you. We I would like. To, I would like to have set at least seen about four months in camp with him. You know, just just going through techniques of then doing. You know, a full eight week camp, you know, two months, you know, for that matchup. But well, John, you know, you know, as well as I know, when you're in camp, you're not really learning. You're that's training. what I'm saying. That's why I said four months, two months yes. of just technique and learning and, and seeing what he does and how they can, you know, incorporate some of the stuff. And then two months on that in the camp for that fight. That's what I would have liked yeah. to have seen. But, you know, hey, you know, look, it's, it's this is a world that, you know. It's moving fast, and Tony's getting older, so yeah, yeah, I understand why he wants to get in there. But I, I actually think it's a good matchup for him. This I is a very, wins. it's a very winnable fight for him. Not, not again. It's not like it's going to be an easy win. You know, like, like I said, Lee is tough. You know, Kanzat went in there and, and is the only guy that I've seen really make him look bad. Yeah, you know, and uh, that can happen at any time to anybody. So, but. This is a, I do like seeing Tony going back to welterweight also. I think it's a good move for him. Especially this at this stage in his career, I yep. think so. I yep. agree. Next. Speed will actually help. He'll be faster. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, we have one weight class up. We this have is a one, great one, another I think. fight. We have a Jared Cannonier who just came off the title fight against Sean Strickland. Title fight loss and Sean... Having a, a, a knockout loss to uh, Alex, I think you know this is something that you know many times UFC matchmaking was built off of. All right, we got two guys, both coming off of big fights, both having losses. We we want to get one of them a win to get them back on track. Well, let's put them together, and this is what you got: number two against number seven. I think it's a great matchup. I love Cannoneer. I love <laughs> I love Sean Strickland. So. Yeah, I have no skin in the game. I, whoever wins, I'm happy for. But they do have different approaches to fighting. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing I know that Cannoneer, and he showed it in his fight, you know, against uh, Adesanya, is he does not fight well going backwards. He's got to come forward. And Sean Strickland's going to be putting him on his back foot. I want to know if Sean Strickland, if this fight's going to change him at all. His loss and how he lost, what happened. Is his training going to be different? Is he going to, is his approach in the cage going to be different? Is he going to be, is he going to try to be more patient? 
because like you said, the way to beat Cannoneer, it seemed like was to put him on his back foot, yeah. make him feel uncomfortable, make him feel like, oh, if I can't get the takedown or, oh, I got to throw big, big punches, make myself a little bit slow or make myself a little bit tired. Those are the type of things that I think Sean Strickland is going to have to use against him if he wants to get the win. But will he change? Because you know, John, and you've you've seen, I'm sure, hundreds of fighters after a loss like that, they're not the same guy. No, nope. they don't fight. They 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 change. They try to make a tweak. Oh, what can I do to not do that again? That's the game. You can't make it too is. many tweaks. You got you got clipped. You got caught. You know, maybe you were a little bit too patient with Pea, and that's what caught. You know, you should have tried to walk him down more, put him on his back foot, maybe threaten to take down a little bit. We can get into that, you know, a whole, I can go off on on that altogether. But in this fight, like you said, he's going to have to move him backwards. He's going to have to put pressure on him. He's going to have to let the hands go. He's going to have to, I think, also kind of be talking to him like he does sometimes. Oh, he talks fights. throughout the fight. So. Yeah, make him, make, oh, he'll make be talking him to feel. Him. Make him feel uncomfortable. Make him want to attack you more aggressively to use more energy. All of those things. Cannoneer, though, got power in his hands. He's yeah. got that that bully in him as well when he's going forward. So if he just implements that game plan on not letting Sean Strickland get comfortable on his feet, I think Kenner's got a good chance of winning that fight. He's got a really good. It, it all 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 of it is determined upon. Does Jared allow him to just keep marching him back, or does he circle out, reestablish, pop pop pop? You want to come into me here, port, and I circle out and reestablish and pop pop pop, and just. Make it to where he's the guy always turning those corners back towards you. You know, you can make it to where it's all effective movement for you. But if you sit there and you're always moving back, 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 and not establishing this is my time that I'm going to get off, you never do get off. And that's what ends up happening many times. And that's what Strickland will take advantage of. So it's a great matchup. Got it. Next. <clears throat> Next fight, Dan Hooker. Uh, versus Claudio Puelas at lightweight. Can you look up Claudio Puelas' last fight? I know, I know, I saw it. I just can't remember who he fought. He had a great performance. I believe he won by submission. Um, he's a tough fighter. I just can't off the top of my head. I can't remember who he fought and how he. Guida. Oh, he fought. That's right. He fought Clay Guida and won by submission arm bar, knee bar. Knee bar. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's tough, man. He's good. He's he's got a good look to him. He's very yeah, explosive on the ground. Quick, <laughs> got a good look to him. Very good on the ground. Very aggressive uh, on the feet as well. He's a, a dog, man. He's I, I. I. This is one of. I, this is not the guy that I would have liked to have seen him fight, though. John, who do we say? We said Dan Hooker and Tony Ferguson. Yep. <laughs> That's who he said. That would have been a great fight. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. This this is a tough fight though for Dan Hooker. This, this is a real a tough, tough fight. Because this if this kid gets into the ground, he's got some issues there. You know, not yeah. not that Dan's, you know, uh not crafty on the ground. So this kid's really good on the ground. Slick. Yeah. So he goes at any and you know, this is the other part is we're not seeing the really good submission fighters of today be like they were in the past. Guys today that we call good submission fighters, they go after everything. Yep. They attack the legs. They attack the arms. They attack the shoulders. They attack the necks. If you put something out there, they're going to entwine that and start putting a crank on it. And so it, it's a different world. you know. And Dan is very good at 
when, when he's you know in a position someone's on him he, he's good at holding things off but he's not dangerous off his back no and so he's got to keep this on the feet start to pick him apart use that range and that length and he's got the ability to do it um but i don't know well he's coming up he's gonna have to stop a takedown or two yeah He's got to make sure he that he doesn't give his back, even from the standing position. He's got to make yeah. sure he doesn't give his back. Yeah. All right, next. All right, let's get into the next fight here. Uh, oh, Michael Johnson is... versus Mark Diakisi. Hey, you almost had it. Great, That's good. Nice this job is a there, great man. Fight. This is a great fight, John. This is. I, you know, and, and Michael's coming off of that loss that I didn't think he had a loss in. I thought he fought a great fight. I thought he won the fight. Um, Diakise is tough, fast, very explosive, but damn, Michael Johnson does not look any slower today. You know, he's still fast. He's got fast hands. You now he does start to slow down at certain times in the fight, but this is a this is a matchup where uh, I'd have to say, you know, look at the no, the experience and everything. The wrestling goes to Michael Johnson. He doesn't use his wrestling anymore. Yeah, but I guess he, he's won his last fight by just ground, grinding somebody out. Yeah, he's because he's so been he, working he, on his ground game. That's exactly what I was yeah. going to go towards. Yeah. Michael Johnson doesn't use his wrestling anymore, but he's going to have to from what we've been seeing with Mark because he's trying to become a more well-rounded fighter. He's a guy that came into it more of a kickboxer, same as like Leon Edwards came into the UFC, more just a straight you know, stand-up guy, you can't be that stand-up guy and continue to beat people because you're going to be put on the ground by guys that you can't get away from. They're like Velcro on you. Now, Michael Johnson, he likes to be the striker. He likes to be the guy that's out there throwing hands, and that's been a very successful way for him to make a career. But when he's looking at this fight, that occasional takedown might be a good thing. Yeah, I, I think. See, for me, I I I disagree. Wow, go I, ahead. I think that Michael Johnson, I think his jab and his lateral movement, left and right, will be a huge issue for Mark. Mark's gonna have a hard time getting him to stand right in front, and like everyone's had a hard time. We've seen top level stand up guys in front of Michael Johnson. Sure, maybe they've been able to clip him, you know, but they have power. Michael Johnson sticks and moves faster than they can react. Now, Mark is very fast as well. He's good on the transitions, but him getting in deep enough on, on Michael Johnson to get the takedown <coughs> is going to be tough for him to do. And on the feet, sure, he's got the tools, but I think with Michael Johnson's speed with his jab, people just, it blinds them. They, they don't know what to do. As long as I think Michael Johnson keeps his hands up as he's circling out, I can see him just picking them off, touching them, touching them, getting in, getting out. And I agree with you in terms of mixing up a takedown or two. Michael Johnson should threaten that to keep uh, to keep Mark's hands loyal and not and basically keep him on on track so he doesn't have to worry about being taken down himself. Yep. Because if if Michael Johnson gets a takedown or two, it's going to make Mark a little bit more hesitant throw kicks. It's going to make him a little bit more hesitant to let the hands fly in combinations. Look, it's one thing to throw one. It's one thing to throw one and two combinations. You start adding the third and the four, you're giving me an opportunity now to be taken down. So then Michael, like Michael Johnson can go ahead and get the takedowns or he can stick him with the jabs, throw the three and the four combinations because I think Michael Johnson's the faster fighter. And he's longer for sure. I don't know if he's the faster fighter in this. I'm just being no. honest. I, no, I think no. Diakase is, is faster. Did, 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 did not 
Mark Diacase fight Fazeev? I'm not sure. Can you look it up there? I believe Dave? he did. And he, I think he went to a decision with him because I believe he, he lost the first two rounds pretty handily, but he, he actually came back in the third round and fought pretty damn well. Got it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Interesting. Lost to a guillotine choke. Uh, not for Zeev. No, 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 no. Not against the Zeev. That was a decision. Alves lost to a guillotine. Oh, Alves. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I was looking at. Okay. Yeah. Same first name. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Same first name. I was looking at that. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, he's, I mean, he's fought fast people. No, I he's get fast. it. I get it. Yeah. So I get it. I think Michael Johnson's gonna get it done. Okay, I hope. I think he's gonna get it done. He's gonna get it done. Let the let the let the young buck. Yeah, he obviously doesn't. It. You know, looking at that, he's not impressed with the look that Diacasi's giving hey. with the tongue, man. <laughs> he's not. I'm not impressed by your performance. That's it. <laughs> uh, all That's right, a next. good fight though. That's a great fight. Yeah. What what card is that on? December third. December third. So f- John, let me ask you a question. They just announced the Tony Ferguson fight. Why the fuck is this thing December third and that fight's September sixth or something? Tenth That's or the same. Tenth, old, yeah. Ferguson's the same night as um, Diaz Chimaev. You got to wonder if they're just trying to have a backup potential, like a big time backup potential, in case something happens with Diaz or possible. Um, no, but who would who? Yeah, but if if Chimaev if Chimaev pulls out, he's already beat Lee. I mean, not if uh, what's it called? If Nate pulls out, what, what, what did you Chima- just talk Chimaev, about? Chimaev's already beat Lee, so he had to fight Tony Ferguson. Tony should not take that fight. But that's your opinion. But he uh, would. Yeah, yeah, he probably would. But he would. Not even probably. You know, he would. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just like fuck. You can't. You can't take. You can't. You can't change someone from being a fighter and who they are. No. And that's exactly who Tony Ferguson is. Okay, that's He's it. a fucking fighter. That's who he yep. is. All right, next. <clears throat> next fight. Um, so this one comes from Brett Okamoto from ESPN. So I want to talk about this one. Verbally agreed. Um, <laughs> so, yes. you know, you got to trust that it's a reliable fight um, at this point. But um, Wow, you're, Brett, you're, you're saying that Brett Okamoto is reliable? Yeah. I think, uh, you're, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, I think so. <laughs> this one is December, I think so. December 10th, slated for December 10th. Yeah, John doesn't like it. I'm not against it. I'm not opposed to it. Um, you know, look, I love Robbie Lawler. So no matter what happens, Robbie Lawler is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't give a fuck what he does for the rest of his career. Yeah. All I care is I want to see him go out, you know, right off into the sunset, you know, with a smile on his face. Whatever he wants to do, I support 100%. We just spent the whole weekend with him in uh I spent more of my time with him because we were, <laughs> we were all hanging out. But he is and will always be one of my all-time favorite fighters, man. He is a fucking not just a great fighter and what he's done throughout his whole career. But you have to remember the ups and downs that he went through, John. Oh, I remember ah, all he, of them. He was the, he was the poster first boy. poster boy for the UFC. Outside of like Tito. They had Tito. They had Frank Shamrock. They had you know Hoist. Then I think it went Frank. Then it went Tito. And then... You know, then they they had Chuck and then, you know, but then Robbie was that guy. They were really grooming to be their poster boy. And he didn't want it. Mm. He's just like, I just want to fight. Leave me alone. I don't want to do interviews. I don't want to be on this. I don't want to. But that's who he is, man. That's who he is. And you get to know him. You understand? He went from there. He went to Pride. Then he went um, uh, Lead XC. He was in Rumble on the Rock, I think, for one a couple he, fights. Dude, he fought Icon. 
he fought I he fought, he everywhere. fought everywhere. He everywhere. was that guy and he just but to think of where he's been and where he is continuing he just keeps trugging away and going on and and he's he's a great person, man. It's not only a great fighter, but he's a great person. I can't say anything bad about him, man. He's one of my all-time favorites. And whatever he wants to do, I support 100%. He wanted this fight. He's going to take this fight. Have at it, man. Stylistically, it's a tough fight for him. But I also think it's very winnable for him, though, too. Well, look, if power. he lands if he lands with, you know, he's got the the bigger power by far than Ponzinibbio. But Ponzinibbio throws a lot of shots. And when someone is throwing a lot of shots, Robbie does a lot of tuck and roll. And he, mm-hmm. he moves his head in and out. But when he's doing it, he doesn't throw. Yeah. And so that's my big thing is when you take a look at, you know, Ponzinibbio, a guy that's got a high volume attack and continues to come after you and stuff. Age. Age is a big difference here. And, you know, it's Robbie normally, generally, usually, you know, he'll come out and he'll fire hard. And then sometimes he'll take a round off because, you know, he, ah. You know, just going to get my win in this next round. He'll take it. They don't come after you. And he'll like 29-28. He's not going to have that ability here, man. This is is one of those ones. He's going to have to be fighting his ass off the whole time. Now, he did that when he fought, you know, his his second match with Nick Diaz was, man, he was on fire. He, He trained for that fight. You could see it. He was ready. He was in shape. He was going. And so... I just look at this and uh, his fight with Brian Barbarino was a great fight. I thought he fought really well, but you know, taking shots, yeah. anybody, as we have said, anybody can be hurt, you know, and it just takes the the right shots, you know, in the, in the right place or the right volume of them. And so with a volume guy like Ponzinibbio, I just look at it and go, I wish they would have given him a different fight, but like you said, I've known Robbie since he was 18, 19 now. I think I met him when I was 19, when he was 19. Yeah, and so uh, I love the guy. He's He is a he is a legend in the sport. He's, the best part about Robbie is he also looks and you know, he tries to help younger fighters. He gives mm-hmm. them advice. He tells them what's real and what's not. You know, And uh, he's someone that they should all look up to because he's been there and done it. He handles himself like a true gentleman, like everywhere we go, everywhere you go around with him. He's he's a great guy. Uh, next. All right. So the next one I want to get. So, Josh, this was um, we talked about this earlier off air, but I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Ariel Hawani's comments towards Jake Paul. So Jake Paul had come out and kind of <clears throat> made some uh, not so nice comments towards Luke. Rockhold's performance on Saturday night, and then Ariel Hawani comes out, trashes um, Jake Paul for it, you know, tells him that it's unacceptable to say that, you know, that fight was crap, basically, because Luke came out and poured his heart out. And that that fight. fight was crap. Um, so the the clip from Ariel's <laughs> three minutes long, so I'll play it for you, and then uh, I'll let you guys get, get your reaction, okay? okay. <clears throat> um, let me just get the volume up here, so I'll just be... Jake better start looking at some of his fights if he wants to see some crap fights too. (laughs) And I wasn't going to get into this now, but let me just say, shame on Jake Paul. Shame on you, Jake Paul. Shame on you for saying what you said about those guys on Saturday night. And, And not because, you know, I get it. Trust me, I get it. They're 85ers picking a fight. One guy's at the end of his UFC contract. The other guy's at the end of his... There's potential fights there. I get that this is somewhat of a work. But shame on you. And, and I don't even care that you were coming after me. 
the lone guy in MMA media, it feels at times, who has had your back, who has supported what you've tried to do, who has given you props, right? Forget about all of that. These are some of the tweets, some of the exchanges. Another 10-7 for Hiawani. We don't need to pat ourselves. You saw it. You know it. Barry H., what's up? Shame on you for picking on the guy who was saying the stuff that you were saying over the past, I don't know, year, year and a half, the exact same stuff that you were saying. Only difference is he meant it. He felt it. He experienced it. You're on the outside looking in. None of this pertains to you, but you have said it, and you have done a good job of shining a light on it, as I've said on this show. But to do this gimmick, to do this shtick about the one guy who had the freaking balls to do it in the fucking media room, in front of the media, in front of the people, in the, in the ENG shoot room, to be on this show and talk to this, to say the things that he said, Shame on you for being that guy in that moment, taking that away from Luke Rockhold, because everything that you have said for the past year and a half, in my opinion, discredited after what you did on Saturday. Everything that you said, because Luke Rockhold, I don't care what he has said about you, and again, some of that is gimmick, gamesmanship, all that. Luke Rockhold is saying the exact same stuff that you are quote unquote fighting for. And I've had to battle with the own, with my, my own friends, my own colleagues, my own people here back and forth. I've had to battle with them over your intentions, your motives. And I've had your back. I have had your back. I have said, no, it's sincere. I have said, no, it's coming from a good place. And then this dude is fighting for these same things while under the thumb of the company and you take an opportunity to shit on By the way, bad take, bad take, horrible take. It was nothing short of amazing. He is a legend. He is a former champion in two organizations. He is a pioneer. He is a Hall of Famer. Forget about all that. Shame on you for doing that in that moment. Wait a bit. Wait a week. Wait two weeks. Wait a day. Wait two days. Wait till Monday. In that moment, showing that heart, bleeding, breathing, it has nothing to do with you. What would they say about me? What are you talking about? This dude's been in freaking wars. This guy almost had his leg amputated. This guy had a, a surgery on his face. They said he might not fight again. What are you talking about? Nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing to do with you. And if you want to endear yourself to the fighting community, the MMA community, that for whatever reason you have taken interest in, and especially get the fighters on your back to, to, to champion this cause for fighter pay, it's the Luke Rockholds that you need on your side. So that was disappointing. Damn, did, just, did we just give a plug to Ariel's MMA Hour? <laughs> <laughs> oh, got to give Ariel a rub, brother. You got to give him a rub every once in a while. Let him know we still like him. A good no matter, rub. No matter the beef we've had before in the past. Look, overall. Um, Let me say one be, thing before, because I want you, please, I want you to do. talk about Luke and what Luke's done. Okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something out here, because I don't know if everyone understands this, but I got to give Ariel big time big time ups in this situation as far as look he has worked the showtime uh boxing matches of jake paul and logan based upon his friendship with jake paul and logan paul and they're the ones that brought him into that so him going after him here hey you know what you're being a stand-up guy because you're just being honest i like that arrow good job man Go ahead. I'm going to let you talk about Luke Rockhold and why Jake Paul's an idiot. What no. he said. <laughs> no. Um. 
my, my take on this is I have to, I have to agree with you. Hey, I got to give Ariel a rub. I got to let him know. Hey, I appreciate what you said. The kind words, the, the good things about my boy, Luke. Uh, he is, he is a legend. <clears throat> yeah, he is a champion in two organizations. Uh, he has achieved a lot. Uh, this fight that just happened, it was after a long layoff, <clears throat> coming back, fighting at altitude, fighting somebody in the top five, all of these things. It what it was it led to a perfect storm. It was a great fight in terms of yeah, they both made a ton of mistakes. But that's what makes great fights. Luke never quit. All the shit that people talk about Luke being cocky, being arrogant, being a prima donna, all of those things. I'm sorry, but I know a lot of cocky, arrogant prima donnas that fucking don't have half the heart this guy has. So all of these things that people talk about, he can say and do whatever he wants. At the end of the day, when that week of the fight, he got in front of the microphone. And did all the things that people were talking about and complaining about and wah, 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 like Jake Paul was doing. And he actually said it all blatantly to every fucking media person out there. Do something about fighter pay. Dana White, $100,000 or $50,000 bonus? What a joke. It is a joke. I think the bonuses are a joke in terms of the pay. Now, I know it's a bonus. We've gotten into this, John. You know, it's a bonus. I understand. Hundred grand ain't gonna make ain't gonna break your guys' bank account. Hundred grand bonuses, three of them, whatever. That will change some of these young fighters' lives. That will change their lives. And I, I, I that bugs me a little bit. A fifty grand is almost, especially for some of the other fighters like Luke and Kamar Usman. I know they're getting bigger bonuses. Yes. I, we all know that. We understand yes. that. You've we've heard him. We've heard fighters say, "Yeah, I've gotten a million dollar bonus." You know, at home. And Anthony Pettis said he'd gotten two of them. You know, and so uh, two or three, <clears throat> those bonuses are Luke Rockhold went out on a limb and just said all the things that we've all been complaining about. He brought more light to it. And then for Jake Paul to attack him right now and do this, it's a sh it's shameful. I, gr I agree with Ariel on this situation, but let, let me, I want to remind people of this. <clears throat> Jake Paul is doing this because he believes at some point, maybe he can get a fight from Luke Rockhold. He believes that Paul, he understands that Paulo Costa's got one more fight left on his contract. Those that's a ploy, sure. But I want to remind people: if you guys follow Jake Paul at all, if and there's a lot of people that do. Let's be honest. Now that he started making a splash in the MMA world, and I know he's got a YouTube dude, he's not a YouTube guy. You, dude, you shut your whore mouth if you're following no. him. No, no, I, I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I do follow geez. him on Twitter. I do. And no, here's the thing, John. The reason why and the reason why I can talk on this is because I do follow him on Twitter. I see what he does. And th this is what he does, though. His fight with um, Rockman falls off. So what does he do? He starts attacking KSI or whoever, whatever the guy's name yeah. is. KSI from going after him. Yeah, he keeps going guy who after beat him his now. Yeah, kind of talking about, oh, let's fight now. Now that my card falls apart, let me piggyback on you and start talking shit to you. Then after that whole thing was whatever... Now he's going to go around and turn around and come around on this. He's a year ago. Everyone was, he was handpicking his opponents a year, year and a half. He's been handpicking his opponents. Now he can't find people to fight him because they don't care anymore about him. Let's be honest. The YouTube boxing, <laughs> the YouTube boxing gimmick is done. They, we had our fun with it. It's over. They're talking about Andrew Tate now. They're talking about Logan Paul. But, John, let me just finish. They're done. No one, like, sure, it sounds like great. Let's watch these two knuckleheads fight. But there's nothing really behind it that we really care about.
He's trying to get a fight with a real fighter. No, don't get me wrong. He fought. He fought T. Wood. T. Wood's not as big as him. And then now T. Wood's not a, a boxer to fight Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold, I don't think has any desire to fight again. He's that guy. He's like if he can't do it 100, percent he doesn't want to do it. You saw that last Saturday night. If he can't give 100, percent he doesn't want to do it. This guy is trying to make himself relevant when it comes to the MMA world. Still, he had his gimmick. It's done. It's ran its course. Let's move on. That's really what this is all about. He's trying to remain relevant by stamping his name to a UFC fighter that potentially has one fight left or has one fight left on his contract. And Paulo Costa, that fight may, you know, so he can try to piggyback on him. Or he's trying to see if Luke, if he can spark some interest in him. I'm just being honest. Be very careful because I know y'all live in the in that LA area. Luke may just show up and whoop your ass for free. <laughs> People don't realize Luke has a little bit of a mean streak in him, and he won't go chase it for it. But if you see him out, don't be surprised if he tries to slap you. Luke's that guy. Luke is a great guy, and he's fun to be around. But let's not be mistaken. He is still that guy. He's a fighter. That's who he is. And this is just, I, I think it's the play. For him to try and piggyback on these other guys to try to get them, he give himself to remain relevant. Now maybe he's irrelevant in YouTube, John. Maybe he's still relevant in his YouTube stuff. But I don't know. I don't follow him that way. I follow kind of what he Neither talks about in his in his boxing stuff and his fight stuff. I want to see what he's doing right now. Nothing. Are, he's not doing anything. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm fighting Tommy Fury. Who cares? Oh, that Tommy fights Fury? off. There's no I'm, interest for Tommy Fury to I'm fight him. Fighting Rockman Jr. Who cares? Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. It's just Yeah. All right. Next. I like I would like to know the real reason why that why that fight was called because it wasn't for weight. No, it wasn't. Rockman he he proved it. Yeah. Got on the scale and what was it like weeks out he was he made it was like at 206. He cut down to 206 whatever. He had plenty of time to make the weight. Oh, easy. Yep. Who changes the fight three weeks out or two weeks out? Based upon they, weight. Based on weight. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Thank you. That doesn't happen. So it had to do something else. <clears throat> Anyways. Ticket sales. Ariel. Ariel, I don't give you a lot of love, but I'm going to give you a little love today. Great job, buddy. I appreciate it. I love it. I love what you did. Tip my hat to you, my man. And uh, good job. Yeah. No sarcasm, no sarcasm, no, no sarcasm at all. No sarcasm, no punking me. I'm wow. being, I'm being honest. I'm being real with you, buddy. Okay, great job. I appreciate that. Next, no, no punking me. I like that. No like, punk. You, you, no should, punk. you should play that alter ego. Just he took that, took that part out, put it over here. I, I, I do got to say, hey, look, he's being a stand-up person because he's looking at losing money out of his pocket and, and having yeah. the ability to work a job. By saying the stuff he's saying, so good job, good job, Arrow. Um. All right. Next story. Paul Costa talks about um, making just thirty-five thousand um, in oh, his Vittori fight. I know. Well, Josh, you had um, brought this up during the week before we filmed the show, so I wanted to let you get get your point out uh, on on air today. This is what this is what we just talked about with Jake Paul. This is what we talked about with Luke Rockhold. Yeah. Trying to bring more attention to this. You've got top level fighters. If he just made thirty five grand, he got slapped with a ton of fines. Though let's not let that. There you go. Let's not be distracted. There you go. That's all I was going to say. Well, he kind of lost a lot of money. <laughs> you made the way it was thirty five grand because you went from one eighty five to two hundred five. Yep. And you did it. You basically did it the week of the night before, or whatever it was, and 
you just didn't handle it professionally. And so the not just the commission took some money from you, the promotion probably took some money from you. You pissed off a lot of people, man. And so to and say, oh, I only made 35 grand, fight. you did it to yourself. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. You did it to yourself. And so I, I'm not, I'm not going to be too sympathetic in that situation. But here's the thing, John. You lost how much money, though? Because 35 grand, the commission only takes 20%. When you lose, when you don't make weight, unless unless I'm missing something, am I nope. missing something? No, they only take twenty percent. And let's just say the UFC took another tw- ten. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they even took anything. I don't know. Why not? That means that you weren't making much, anyways. That's where we're kind of like you've been in the top five since Joel Romero and all. Like, you've been in that that talk and that conversation for a while. I don't know, John. Like that's not a lot of money. If you lost twenty percent, well, let's say you lost another ten or twenty to the UFC. That's that's forty percent of your purse. But he's also that, this is not, this is not it's not actually saying that this is exactly what he made. Yeah. Okay. He's saying that he made thirty five. Okay, but you got managers to pay for. You got trainers yeah. to pay for. True. You have the commission that you paid for because you didn't you you didn't uh, uphold what was the contract that they were given. No. There's just all kinds of things, and so I'm sure he walked away. You know, he didn't get it. He obviously didn't get a win bonus. He didn't win the fight. So he walked away with $35,000 in his pocket and he wasn't happy. And I don't, I'm, I don't blame him, but a lot of this is just like you're saying, this is on you. You, you created this situation and I hope to see you get paid much more. I think you're definitely, you know, deserving much more. You're, I thought that his performance against Luke Rockhold was actually really good. Now, I thought so too. I thought he showed a ton of heart, ton of balls. He took some big fucking shots and he kept coming after him. Uh, you know, was it all smart? No. But again, that's why it was the fight it was. And that fight had you on the edge of your seat thinking that Paula was going to knock Luke out as Luke was exhausted against the cage. Or Luke was going to throw one of those goddamn kicks that was going to hit Paulo in the head and put him on his keister, and it was going to be over. So, I mean, it was an enthralling fight. It was fun. Yeah. It had it had great freaking emotion on both sides. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I was actually uh, I follow Luke on Instagram uh, at Luke Rockhold, by the way. And um, he was doing some videos in the car. He's got his pup sleeping on his neck, you know, on the way. They drove back to Salt, from Salt Lake City back home and making some stops, see some friends and stuff. He's got his pup on his neck in the, you know, in the car. He's got his other dog in the back and he's got his feet up on the dash. And I kid you not, one of his feet, one of his, obviously his back left foot looks like a fucking football. It looks like it's a watermelon. Just, it was huge, man. It was, I was like, he, all you saw was, it was... <clears throat> It looked like a balloon with a bunch of little it nubs like on it. like spuds on a potato. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. It looked like those little spuds on the potato, man. I was like, what the fuck? You know, his nose, uh, you know, his nose was a little was a little crooked, which he said he straightened on the way, and he showed it looked a little bit straighter. So he straightened it on the car ride home himself. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Paulo fought a good fight. Uh, it's sad that 35 grand for Vittori, that's what happens. But you brought it upon yourself. I'm sure he's making decent money, but you got a lot of people to pay out, man. You got managers, trainers, all those things, like you said. So, yep. but uh, overall, good stuff. Next, um, 
Alright, we'll wrap up on this one. Uh, Justin Gaethje uh, comments on the Islam Oliveira fight. And he's saying... Coming he after you, Thompson! Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, you could tell by all the news that I've just really tried to trigger Josh in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Gaethje's basically saying he doesn't think... or. Rather, he's 100% confident that Islam won't dominate Charles. So let's get your thoughts on that. Well, I'm sorry if I confused you, Josh. I wasn't meaning Justin Gaethje was coming after you. I'm saying Podcast Dave is coming after oh, you. Yeah. He's pushing button after button. <laughs> this fucking guy. I, swear. I love it. <laughs> um, he's 100%. 100%? He says 100%. 100%. That means 100%. That means, that means not a doubt. Him. Yes. Boy, he's, look, he's got to take a drink. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. This is uh, this is fun. I'm going to go out on the record here. I'm going to I'm going to be. I think Islam's going to make it look easy. I, and I'm being I'm going to go out on the record. I think you're wrong. OK. I'm not I'm saying okay that Islam that. can't win the fight. He ain't going to make it. He's not going to make it look easy. Too good a fighter. Too good a fighter. I think I think the longer this fight goes, the more easy it gets for him. Okay. <clears throat> um. It, and look, I could I could look. Yes, you is, could be wrong. But, no, yeah, I could be wrong. But here, that's why we fight the fight, right? That is exactly why. Just because there's look. someone sitting in a chair in Tennessee, saying, <laughs> "I think this is a great matchup, and I think it is a Absolutely. tough fight for both guys." And there's a guy sitting in a chair. In San Jose, going. This is easy. No, 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 no. Ah, Let me no, reword come this. On, it is. Let me reword this. Look, okay. I think he, I think he has the potential. Look, I think he has the potential to make this look easy. But let's be honest. I've said this uh, countless times on this show. This is by far, hands down, his toughest fight to date. Hands down, his toughest fight to date is Lamakachess. And I also believe that Charles Oliveira. This is his toughest fight. Give me somebody else that's tougher that he's had to fight. Don't get me wrong. There's been he's fought tough guys. Yes, he he's fought tough guys. Give me an. Can you pull up Michael Johnson? Uh, uh, Michael Johnson, but can you Do pull me up Charles Oliveira? All right, hold on. Yeah. Pull up his Do record. Do me a favor, Dave. I want you to pull up Charles Oliveira's record, and if you can put it side by side with the people that's that not he's fair. fought. No, that's stop. not fair. You stop right no, no, there. No, no, no. Stop, stop, John. That's not fair. The reason being is because people were not people until he started making this run. People were not afraid of Charles Oliveira. People have always been afraid of, of Islam. People don't want to fight him. People have turned him down. No one's ever turned down Charles Oliveira. They're like, I'll take that fight all day long. Because in the history of his career, sure, he was great. I agree. He's been fantastic. He was one of my favorite fighters when he first came on the scene. Loved I love the way he did his stand-up. I loved his attacks on the ground. I love everything about Charles Oliveira. I fucking now, to this day, still love everything about him. But back then, he had a little quit in him. People were not You're afraid right. to fight. People were not afraid I, to fight on. him. I agree with you. He People was have always been mentally Islam. He was a different fighter back then. Yes. Than he is now. I agree with you. Okay. And that's but the people, difference. I okay. Yes. Yes. You, I agree that that is the difference. That will make it a tough fight. That will be the toughest fight for for Islam. I agree. Okay. I'm not saying that. So hold on. But, I want I want you to just do me a favor here, as we look at. Islam's record here since his last fight up there. It's got Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, Thiago Moises, good fighter, Drew Dober, good fighter. He's got Armand Sarukian. Pick out pick out the best fighter. John, that is ah, look, he's, I'm not he, saying no, this. no, 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 no. 
He's tried to fight all of those other guys that were it ranked ahead of him. None of them will take him. Stop, stop. I'm not saying They won't that. fight him. I'm, say, I'm not saying he's had an easy time getting matchups based upon people looking going, oh, that's not a good matchup for me. I don't think I want that fight. I'm not saying that. But if you're going to be honest and look at that and say who's the most talented fighter that he has fought on that We'll say this, you know, list of eight. Uh, on, are you talking about Islam's? Islam's? Islam's right now. Oh, uh, Saryukin, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. I agree I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I want you to take a look at what it says at the end. Decision. Yeah, he and was it, sick. He hold, was sick on antibiotics that week. I get it. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Okay. He got a decision. It was a tough yes. fight. Okay. And, and, and Saryukin has got... Hold on. Take the antibiotics... And throw them out the fucking window because they don't count. He took the fight. He fought the fight. I yeah. understand what you're saying. Luke Rockhold did the same thing when he fought Chris Weidman. Mm -hmm. It can have an effect, but he took the fight. And it was a good fight. It was a tough fight for him. You're going to tell yeah. me Sarukian is more talented than Oliveira. Difference. I didn't uh, say he's not different you styles. You're going to tell me yeah. he's a tougher fight. He dominated that fight, though, John. He didn't dominate the fight. He won the fight. He won. Look, this, there's a, there's a big difference between I, dominating a fight. I look, and, I, I look at unanimous decision down there. It means they yeah. Uh, hold fight. on, I, I can I can point out fights that were great fights where it's their unanimous decisions. I agree with you. Okay, I agree with you. Yeah, he had a good fight. Sarukian had his moments. They both did good things, but and I, I agree. I, I'll say that you know this is Islam this is won not, the fight. It, but no. if you're taking a look at the difference in in competition here. I agree with that. It's not close. Absolutely. Not I agree close. With that. And I that is that. a huge difference maker here, Josh. That's what all, all I'm saying is that experience now, especially, especially on the run that he's had. Because mm -hmm. go, I want you to sh show his last loss, which was now how many fights ago? 13 fights ago? Not, no, 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 not, not Islam. Islam. Islam's only got the one against Martins. We know that. Paul Felder, long ago, okay, in 2017. We're talking okay. close to five years. Yeah. Five years and all of these wins and against some fucking killer. He has changed his mentality as a fighter. I have and that change in mentality, that, that change in confidence, that change in I will not fucking stop. That same fucking thing that we just talked about with Luke Rockhold in that Paulo Costa fight that made us both go, God damn, dude, I love you because, yeah, I know you're dying and you're not going to quit. That's now the Charles Oliveira that Islam is fighting. He's fighting a different dude. That's all I'm saying. You're saying he's not going to stop, but I'm saying he's going to be stuck on bottom, getting smashed, not, we'll not knowing which way to move. And that's okay. what my point oh, is. No, if there's one he, thing he knows, gonna, he knows which way to move. Now, he may not, not be really. able to get yeah, there. He's going to go the way Islam I didn't say he's going to be able to get there, go. but he knows he's which way gonna to move. move. He's going to move the way Islam wants him to move. To the left <laughs> oh, or to no, the right, whatever not. it is. He's going to take that position. Look, uh, I cannot wait I know. for this fight because we're going to have fun. Everybody well, in the everybody everybody's man, everyone's been blowing up my Instagram. Everyone's been blowing up. Look, I'm gonna ride for my boys. That's what I'm gonna do. Islam was That's one okay. of my main, one of my main training partners, sparring partners, everything uh, in my camps. Him and I kicked a lot, a lot of things off of each other. But I'm gonna be honest. Justin Gaethje's probably trained a little bit with with uh, Islam 
I've heard because they're, they're all managed by Ali. <clears throat> and there's buzz and talk about it all. Yeah. It, you know, but the conversation also has to be had that what you do in training is not always what applies in a fight. Now this I know the Islam. I know the Islam. This is his. T- this is his biggest name. That's one. By far. Two is by toughest far fight biggest by name. Far. Toughest fight by far. But John, let's be. Let's let's talk about the fact that sometimes the one fighter that no one's really seen a lot of because they just haven't been able to see a lot of him. Those are the guys that are dangerous to fight because you don't know exactly what they what their potential is in there until you get in there and fill them. Everyone said. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, that Khabib's not going to take me down and hold me down. Look what he fucking did. And Islam is another version of that, not the same style of wrestling. I've said that over and over. Maybe not the same type of control in the top, but he is a way better submission guy. And he understands the submission game a lot better than Khabib does. Now, Khabib is the better wrestler when it comes to his game plan and his strength and his control. But you talk to anyone that's wrestled with the two of them, Islam is the stronger guy comprehend that for people like oh now he is stronger on top he's got the the submission savviness of avoiding submissions and getting submissions i think once he's able to control the top position for more than two minutes for more than two minutes on the ground i think this fight starts to go the other way and i've always said this fighters that have been known to break in the past will eventually one day be known to break again and I, I, Charles, maybe you're riding high. And I'm a huge Charles fan. I fucking love everything he's been doing. I love that he beat Michael Chandler. I love his fight with Justin Gaethje. I love all the fights that he has had. I love every. I love this new version of him. He's so casual about it all. He's got a good look. He's fights his ass off. Got a swagger now. Feet. Got a swagger about him. I love that shit. I love it. I. I fucking slurp it up and I eat it up. I fucking love it, John. It's it's something to me that really gets me going when I'm watching these fighters get out there. Female fighters, too, when they got a swagger about them, there's something about it that makes me want to be like, hey, you're the person I want to follow. Charles has that right now. Islam maybe doesn't have it, but he's my boy. I'm going to ride that dude fucking all the way to the end. And okay. so I just think, I really believe, after one or two takedowns and control in the top position, that Charles is going to start to wilt a little bit, and we're not going to see the same Charles. Now, the beginning of the fight, the beginning of every round, you'll see it again. You'll see that swagger about him until the takedown, and then that swagger goes away. We've seen it with, we saw it with Khabib and Connor. We've seen it a couple times with other fighters. The swagger goes away once you get taken down. So, not if you're Charles Oliveira and you're okay on your back. Okay. This all comes down. I'm going to tell you this: when we did our last. Weighing in on the odds. And I, I made the comment about Luke Rockle. I said, look, my heart, my heart tells me, Luke, my head tells me Costa. But at the odds, I'm going to take Luke just because I put a little bit of money on that to try to win a lot instead of putting the, yeah. the other. You need to start learning about not, not betting with your heart, dude. I don't, I don't bet on my it's, friends, it's so about I'm good. Your head. <laughs> I, don't bet, I don't bet on my friends, man. I just don't. That's why, because I know my, know my heart's in it too much. I know my heart's in it too much, and so I don't bet on my friends, man. I don't let my emotions get the better of me in these situations. Uh, but either way, it's going to be a fucking fantastic fight. It is. It's going to be a great fight. <clears throat> but sorry, sorry you rap- don't agree with Justin Gaethje, is what you're saying. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, yeah, we were talking about the Justin Gage. No, I don't agree with him. I don't agree with him at all. That's awesome. Um, but before we wrap this show up, we'll go to WayneInPodcast.com. 
and pick up some of our merch. We've got the all the different types of shirts, sweaters, sweatshirts, sorry, sweatshirts, hoodies, everything available, long sleeve, short sleeve. Check it all out there at WayneAndPodcast.com. We want to thank you for continuing to support this podcast. And you know how you guys can continue to support it? Hit the like and subscribe button down there on the bottom. Okay, hit that little bell for notifications. And thank you. John, take us away. Everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. We have a great time talking this stuff up. Be kind to someone. Do something good just because you can. I don't care what it is. Make it a small thing. But it will make you feel better. And we will see you.